Gerald Docker has received two undergraduate degrees from Monash University, one in civil engineering and one in science. While he was there, Joel co-authored a paper, Safe Roads for Cyclists, an investigation of Australian and Dutch approaches. It was accepted for presentation at the Australasian Transport Research Forum in Auckland in November 2017. Through the ITE's Worldwide Learning Opportunity Programme, with funding from Oz Traffic, he travelled to New Zealand to present the paper at that conference. It's been over a year, so let's reflect on what the experience was like and how his ideas have evolved since then. Joel joins us on the line now. Joel, thanks very much for your time. Thanks for having me, David. It's great to chat. Did you have an initial passion for bikes? Yes, I have uh, been a keen cyclist for much of my life, um, Interestingly, it was only since I moved to Melbourne for university that I, I started cycling uh, on the road and, and as a mode of transport. Hmm. Before that, it was it was all off-road mountain biking and the like. So it really changed the whole perception, wasn't it? It became a practical reality rather than sporting fun. That's right, yeah. Look, I, I didn't have a car when I moved to Melbourne. Uh, living in Clayton at Monash Uni, really cycling was... Not the best way to get around, but it certainly saved me some money uh, rather than uh, operating costs of a vehicle. How how far was your trip from home to the university? Well, uh, my first few years I lived on campus, so I didn't need to cycle, but uh, I certainly cycled everywhere else. Uh, Hmm. In later years, I was riding, uh, I think, around 12 kilometres each way each day to get to uni. Now, your paper I found very interesting because you gave a summary of the overarching principles and the difference between the Dutch experience and the Australian. The Dutch have five main requirements? That's right. Safety, comfort, coherence, directness and attractiveness. How does that compare with Australia? My perception from from the work that I did um, with Dr Marilyn Johnson looking into the Ostroads guides was that we have a strong focus on on safety and we have a strong focus on geometry and space. Um, hmm. So our approach to prov- the provision of, of infrastructure, I believe, is um, often very focused on, on those two principles. The focus in the Dutch experience is on the entire user experience, isn't it? It's the cyclist amenity, not just the function. Yes, that was uh, that was what I found from from the research. Look, I, I unfortunately didn't have the opportunity to travel to the <laughs> Netherlands or Europe and uh, understand some of the complementary um, factors around that. But uh, yeah, my understanding is is they really target uh, the whole experience, as you said. They build it outright rather than Australia. I think tries to squeeze it in to the existing system. But that's not to say anyone's at fault. It's to say where we're headed. How did your presentation go in New Zealand? It was a great presentation because it was one of the smaller sessions at the conference. So the setting was a little bit more intimate. I think there was probably 20 people packed into a very small room. (laughs) And the session was three active transport presentations. Myself first and a couple of colleagues actually from Monash um, were the other two speakers. But because of the intimate setting, it meant we had some really great um, question and answer and discussion time in between presentations, which was one of the best parts. Is that one of your first major presentations? And how did you feel the experience was in having to interact, in having to not just justify, but 
to listen to and interact with other people? We, we did a lot of presentations at uni, presenting our work mainly to our, to our classmates and, and one lecturer or tutor. So it's certainly a very different experience presenting to a room full of academics and, and professionals in the transport field. <laughs> I really love talking to people about, about transport, so I, I really enjoyed the experience and had some great discussions at that time with not just local transport professionals, but even international transport professionals in the room. Professor Steph Proust from the University of Leuven in Belgium was, was in the room and had some great insight to add. One of the things you talked about, and I think the system, the cohesion that they talked about in the Dutch experience is trying to make sure you have a more complete system, that things link up, that you don't build just a project, but you build a system. I think your paper talked about the Buhler and Dill research of 2016 that highlighted gaps in linking specific localised structure provisions within the network performance. That creating the overall system is very important, isn't it? I believe so, yes, and, and that's what I noted both in my research for that paper and in my experiences cycling on parts of the cycling network mm. and the road network. Lots of instances, unfortunately, of, of discontinuous infrastructure where in between sections of quite good infrastructure and that was really highlighted I think in the case studies of my paper. The Brisbane Velo Way I think was one you mentioned. That was an interesting example because it took two existing popular cycling routes parallel and provided a, a third which was a much higher standard and uh, I think from memory they had some excellent results attracting people away from less safe and arterial parallel route, hmm. a tool road parallel route onto this higher quality off-road cycling path. You said the research focused that it was good on the path but maybe not a lot of increase in nearby arterial road or off-road shared path that really it worked for where it was but there wasn't a wider impact as much as there might have been? There was evidence that perhaps the, the benefits weren't as wide as they had hoped whilst the path performed very well. You co-authored it with Dr Marilyn Johnson. The paper clearly had wonderful structure and reference. It was very good, a reference paper for it. Working with someone like Dr Johnson, was that a valuable experience? It very much was. I was very fortunate in that Marilyn only offered a couple of final year project opportunities during my final year, and I was very very happy and very fortunate to um, secure this one. So working with her was a real pleasure. She has such passion for what she does and she is a true professional. So the opportunity to work closely with her and learn with learn from her was, was invaluable to, to my career. She's also the research and policy manager from the Amy Gillett Foundation. I've spoken to them, Phoebe Dunn, their CEO, about this. I met her on a an event that the Ford Motor Company was supporting as part of their road safety or safety packages. It is interesting that an organisation like that isn't just a few notions of goodness about it, that it is very structured and thoughtful in the way it approaches these things. Yes, look, I unfortunately I'm not as familiar with the Amy Gillett Foundation as perhaps I should be, but um, 
from my experience as a cyclist and participating in the cycling culture of, of Melbourne, they're certainly very present and I, I have a respect, a lot of respect for the campaigns. They're not just fundamentalists ranting about biking, they're actually involved in the detail of trying to find practical solutions. Yeah, I think that's a very a fair assessment based on my understanding of, of the work they're doing. One of the other things you referred to, of course, was data collection, that I think you did some work with video cameras and on-site lane. Uh, I think you even rode some of the bikeways with a video camera. There is an enhanced way of being able to look at the practical realities of a bikeway now. Did you find that very helpful? I certainly did, and uh, I'm very glad I had that opportunity to record some of my experiences on the road as part of this research project, particularly because it was such a good talking point getting to the conference. And I included a snippet of video at the conference in my presentation, just showing discontinuity of a reasonably comfortable on-road bike lane on approach to an intersection. So I believe, yeah, having that video footage <laughs> was a real help in highlighting my point. And, uh, and I think that sort of persuasion and that sort of media will, will become far more valuable as the technology is more widely used. In some ways we can be very theoretical about what's good or bad, but having some vision, it is a little anecdotal in some ways, yet if you video over a period of time, you get a range of responses which may help do that. I think you also have seen a paper by Dr. Glenn Curry, which has been helpful in looking at that. You're still reading and looking at particular papers to do with bike safety? I certainly do as much as I can. Yeah, look, I, it makes it a bit harder being out of university, um, no longer having access to such a wonderful library <laughs> as Monash has. But I, I, I try to keep up. Dr. Glenn Curry actually maintains a blog of all things cycling in Christchurch and has very regular and very interesting uh, things to share on developments in cycling in Christchurch and more broadly. So that's one resource I try to follow. Did you meet him when you were in Auckland? I did, and that was one of the best things about being at the conference was the opportunity to meet people like Glenn Curry, who's who are leaders in this field. Uh, I had at least half an hour chatting one-on-one with, with Glenn, picking his brain and uh, learning as much as I could in that time, so... I was very grateful for that opportunity. That whole sort of become mentoring or being able to interact, that was part of your original paper too, wasn't it? You had the chance to go out and meet some people from Vic Roads and other organisations and specifically discuss what you're doing rather than academically just research it. That's right, yeah. Look, I'm impressed by the detailed reading of my of my paper. <laughs> I had a great opportunity early on in the, in the project as you said, to speak with uh, representatives from Vic Roads and also some international experts from the Netherlands who were visiting at the time. One of my passions is engaging with people on the projects that I'm working on. Mm. Now, these were key stakeholders in the field of, of bicycle planning and uh, very, very thankful to have that opportunity to speak with them, which really sort of shapes the rest of my work on that project. You use the word engaging. Sometimes I think people with a passion get into preaching. It is important to be able to listen as well as to be able to tell your side of the story. I absolutely agree, yes. Um, 
I believe that I can learn something from everybody. So I feel coming into a conversation with a preaching approach um, isn't going to help me develop and it isn't going to satisfy the person I'm talking to. So I certainly try to um, have an open mind and, and really listen to the other end of the conversation. It has uh, now been over a year and that. Where are you working now? I'm very fortunate to join Vic Roads as a graduate engineer just over a year now since I since I joined. And what uh, area are you working in? I'm actually working in the Safe System Road Infrastructure Program or the SRIP uh, program, a road safety partnership between Vic Roads and the TAC here in Victoria. So that involves looking at a range of safety issues, is it? That's right. It's it's a uh, a road safety program targeted at adopting the safe system approach across our transport system. What would you define as the safe system approach? So the safe system approach, uh, in my mind, is an acknowledgement that the transport system, and particularly the road transport system, has contributions from the users, the infrastructure, the vehicles, and the planning strategic side. So acknowledging that road safety is a shared responsibility and uh, and trying to address those four safe system pillars that I think a lot of our a lot of your listeners will have heard of. Hmm. It's important, isn't it? Because I think a lot of transport debates are often one-off, what I've said as statements of faith, you know, just, oh, the driver should get better or that that alone will solve everything. It is, as you say, a system approach, which I think you have from your paper pushed, and I think that goes back really to the Dutch experience, doesn't it? That they are looking at that whole cohesion of trying to bring about a solution. The the network is connected and linked and and so on, but it's also linked to other people and other groups and other approaches. Absolutely, I agree. The safe system approach has application across a whole range of scales. Mm. We typically think of it as a means of looking at um, at a specific solution, a specific project, but I, I believe that the principles can be applied across a, a wider network level. Where do you think you might go in the future? Do you have uh, some areas that you might like to embrace? Uh, look, at the moment I have a, a passion for transport engineering and particularly active transport, as we've discussed. I also have a passion for for working with people and engaging with people, so I, I hope to continue yeah, working in this field. I'm very fortunate that I've found a job and an organisation in Vic Roads that, that really suits me very well this early in my career. So the worldwide learning opportunity was a good stepping stone? Oh, it certainly was. And one thing that I, I thought to, to mention was that it really opened my eyes to that side of the industry, to the research, the conference scene in our, in our industry, and how much value that can add not only to our own careers, but to practice across our organisations. So having that opportunity, um, and I, I'll thank the support of ITE and Oz Traffic in allowing that to happen, having that opportunity to go to Auckland, yeah, as I said, opened my eyes, and I'm now eagerly looking forward to the next conference that I can attend and you now have broader links and uh, continuing opportunities through ITE and so on. That's right. I, I, following the conference, I was already a member of the ITE, but uh, I've continued to go along to their regular seminars. And obviously the content presented there is, 
is very helpful, but the networking opportunities at those seminars are also very valuable. Joe, it's lovely to talk to you. I thank you very much for your time. Thank you, David.